Welcome to the latest edition of Welsh Connections with me, Mike Kennedy, on Icemouth Radio. Tonight I'm joined with a very special guest, played with the Eyes of Blue, The Big Sleep, Man, Neutrons, Pete Brown, Buzzy Linhart, Galgan Isle, the list goes on and on, Graham Bond, you're with Pritchard of the Neutrons and Vista Silvector. I am, of course, talking about Mr Phil Ryan, legendary keyboard player and member of the National uh, Youth Oxford of Wales, I've, I've been told. Uh, I'd like to welcome you to the studio, Phil. Thanks, Mike. It's nice to be here. Uh, for those of you who uh, are unfamiliar with Phil's work, uh, this track's from 2000. It's by Man, and it's called Conflict of Interest. Thank you. 
Man's Conflict of Interest there with a great keyboard riff by uh, Phil. Happy memories, Phil? Very happy hearing Mickey playing there, though. How, how we all miss him so, you know. One of the, one of the greatest guitar players ever, really, from anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, as, as I was saying when the track was playing, one, one of my all-time favourites. If, if I want to introduce somebody to the Man Band, mm. that's one of the first tracks I go yeah. for. I mean, he's, he's just phenomenally good never played the same thing twice all the time when we played that number live there'd be something equally as interesting there every single night equally as exciting and ad ad adventurous and just incredible playing and you're, you're telling me in the break that that's one of the tracks you're still playing live today we're still doing that live um of course deke isn't with us any longer uh, i've been singing the song I wrote the song with Deke. Deke I wrote the music and Deke wrote the lyrics yeah and um, we did a gig up at Leamington Spa and managed to winkle Deke out of Chester to come and have a play with us and of course he sang the song again that night and typical of Deke's erudite and very precise method of writing and singing he changed the lyrics to match the current political situations as opposed to the, the ones that he sang about at the time we recorded the record. Keep you bang up to date. Bang up to date. Our Roger, always <laughs> terrific. <laughs> uh, I said at the beginning of the show that uh, you started off in 64 with a smokestack. 64 um, with Gary Hopkins, as he was known then. Yeah. Still playing uh, a wonderful singer. All around these days, yeah. 16-year-old Gary Hopkins, who was one hell of a singer then, still is today. Still is, yeah, still is. Um, uh, we did, we played blues, it was like a blues band, named after the great Howling Wolf's Smokestack Lightning, of course. And um, we used to rehearse up in the Crown and, Sep Crown and Scepter pub in Cardiston. I had played an old upright piano there, it was out of tune, with an old ebonite my antique microphone stuck in it going through a bird 15 watt amp I thank John John Hawking for that I don't know where John is these days but John was John Hawking from Port Talbot I think he's living in Saudi Arabia or somewhere now but he started the smokestacks and put the whole thing together and I guess this this next track that you've chosen as, as one of your inspirations um, 
was probably one of the songs that got you into uh, into rock and roll. Um, Little Richard? Little Richard. Well, actually, Little Richard, I think I was 12 when that, when, it, what, 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 is it Tutti Frutti? Tutti Frutti, 1955. Yeah, 55. I was in Towin School in Port Albert, in Sandfields, and um, I'd, the guy I used to sit next to in school, Michael Chin, he lives in, he, he, he moved to Cardiff, and his brother was a barber in Cardiff, and um, he had a huge collection of early rock and roll 78s, and we used to go over there at lunchtime in school, and wreck all his brother's records and that was one of the first rock and roll records i must have been about 11. and we used to bounce around on the furniture to little richard's tutti frutti Hard to believe that that's from uh, 1955. Still sounding fresh. Ridiculous. <laughs> the great Earl, the great Earl Palmer on drums, and some wicked play, piano playing. Some great piano playing as well on the next one, I think. Uh, well, for your next track, you've got um, one of my favourites, Chuck Berry. Yeah. With um, Memphis, Tennessee. Where would we be without Chuck Berry and what would we be listening to? Don't even think about it. Mm. Uh, amazing to think that in, in his own country, he's only ever had six top ten hits. Yeah. But he's influenced so many artists. Yeah, he was, you know, he was the first guy to write his own songs. You know, and uh, if, if you think about the influence he had, for example, on the Beatles and other 
other bands and and solo artists because people used to do get other people to write their songs for them. Along comes Chuck Berry, he's writing his own songs. I mean, he's one of the great folk poets of all time, really, and um, had an enormous influence on the way things developed in in the music business with um, singer-songwriters and writing your own material. Um, and you know, I, you know, people go on about Bob Dylan. You know, I personally prefer Chuck. You know. I've got to be honest, some people might think it's blasphemy, but uh, I'm with you on that. <laughs> I, I prefer Chuck. Um, <laughs> from, 19 from 1958, um, Chuck Berry with Memphis, Tennessee. Long distance information, give me Memphis, Tennessee. Help me find the party, try to get in touch with me. She could not leave her number, but I know. Get in touch with my Marie She's the only one who'd phone me Here from Memphis, Tennessee Her home is on the south side High up on a ridge Just a half a mile from the Mississippi Bridge Berry's Memphis, Tennessee there. Um, Phil has just given me a little bit of a background uh, and talked about the Rolling Stones. Well, you know, you can hear where they got it from. From Chuck. Definitely. Yeah. I had a couple of great piano players as well. Johnny Johnson who was the original inspiration for Johnny Be Good, although it's not Johnny Johnson playing piano on the track. It's a piano player called Lafayette Leak. That's, that's a... That's a, a New Orleans type yeah, sound. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, they're both great piano players, and you know, you know, hats off to Chuck. Well, Phil, Phil and I are, are sort of sharing the show. Um, we were going to let Phil choose all his own tracks, but I've rather selfishly checked a checked a few in my own. He's too modest to choose some of his own songs. So um, the next one that was one of my choices from Pete Brown and uh, and Phil's uh, 2010 album Road of Cobras, uh, and it's called Flaggeride. It is indeed. It's a a little blues shuffle thing. What one of my favourites off the album? Um, 
You like this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really like this one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. when you get to some of my other yeah. choices, you might be surprised. You might be disappointed, yeah. but you might be surprised. Yeah. It's Jeff Jeff Allen on drums and John McKenzie on bass and um, Mick Taylor on guitar. Pete on vocals, of course, and I stick my two penneth in on, key, on keyboards. <laughs> and you good stuff. <laughs> Wait. 
Hello and welcome back to Welsh Connections with me, Mike Kennedy, on Icemouth Radio with a very special guest this evening, Mr Phil Ryan. and the MGs, instantly recognisable, superb number, Green Onions, couldn't believe that when I first heard it, I think I heard it at uh, the Ram Jam Club in Brixton in the mid-60s, one of the great mod R&B clubs in London, Al Jackson on drums of course, sadly lost, not playing a single break through it, just stays in the pocket, and Booker T with his wonderful, instantly recognisable organ sound. And another one of the most underrated guitar players in the entire universe, the great Steve Cropper, also a great writer, sitting on a dock of the bay, and many other great hits for Otis Redding. The, 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 well, it's the great Stax house rhythm section. And it's one of those one of those timeless tunes that people can go back to year after year after year. It yeah, just it doesn't is. seem to age. Absolutely timeless. 
great choice. Wonderful. Great choice. Uh, for your next track, um, it's it's the Green Bond organisation. Uh, yeah. Guy you had a great connection with. Well, we, the Eyes of Blue were lucky enough to, after a disastrous start to a recording experience with Decca DRAM, we were spotted one night by the late, great Lou Reisner. We were doing a gig in the Speakeasy in London and he uh, he signed us up to Mercury Records and we had a completely different experience with him. He, he was interested in original material and not in force, forcing us into recording stuff that we didn't want to record. Um, at the same time as he signed The Eyes of Blue, he also signed David Bowie, uh, Van de Graaff Generator and um, the Graham Bond, or uh, Graham Bond, and uh, we we met Graham. I'd always loved Graham. Uh, I can remember him coming down to Swansea to play when I was in the Smokestacks. It was the first time I played the Monster B3 Hammond. I had a little squeaky Fox Continental at the time, and I can remember Graham saying to me in the dressing room, "Yo, if you want to borrow the organ, you can borrow the organ." Yeah, you know. So I borrowed this huge beast of a, it was a C3 actually that he used to carry around and um, yeah it was, it, was, it was incredible but years later of course I met him then again with Mercury Records and um, he wrote a couple of tracks for the Eyes of Blue, he wrote Love is the Law, Crossroads of Time, we did a cover version of his great uh, instrumental track Spanish Blues which he then wrote a lyric for when we decided to record it and um, he had an enormous influence on me uh, as an organist. He was one of my favourite organ players of all time. Okay, let's listen to um, Wade in the Water by the Green Board Organisation. This is a live version um, recorded at uh, Cook's Cleek. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Raymond Deffel. Nice one finding that, Mike. Actually, I, I haven't heard that live version for Donkey's Years. They used to play down at Klug's Cleek quite a bit in the mid 60s. So, who, who would be playing on that track? There's Ginger Baker on drums and uh, Jack on bass, Jack Bruce, Graham on keyboards, and of course the late great Dick Hextel Smith on tenor saxophone. Who you've, you've obviously played with? Played with Dick, yeah. yeah. Dick later went on to make his own records and um, became an important part of Coliseum. Um, and we were lucky enough to get him to play in the horn section on Ease on Calls to Jerusalem, a record I made with Pete, um, together with Claude Depper, the trumpet player. Incredible musician, Dick, and, uh, and sorely missed. I mean, it, I mean the Graham Bond organisation is a seminal group. I mean, they're all really renegade yeah. jazz players, and uh, all went on to establish themselves as world famous musicians. Um, I mean, highly, highly influential group as well. I mean, interestingly enough, um, Cream, of course, is one half of the Graham Bond organisation. It's Ginger Baker and Jack Bruce with Eric Clapton on guitar. Yeah, I think it would have been far more interesting if Eric had just joined the Graham, Blues, Graham Bond Blues organisation. Oh, that, that could have been... And that, could yeah. have, you know, that would have been something else. Anyway. Yeah. You, you've put a thought in my mind now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Going back to um, The Eyes of Blue, um, I've, I've chosen a track off Cross to Time, your album from 68. Uh, explore Lou Reisner earlier on in Mercury yeah. Records. I, th I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this... This move to Mercury and this album give give you guys the freedom to play the music that you wanted to. It certainly did, and uh, he introduced us to a lot of people and put a lot of extra work our way. Um, which, unfortunately, I hate to say this, but the people at Decker, you know, unless you you know, unless you had an o Oxford accent and a degree from Oxford University, then you know they did they, they, you weren't even considered as a human being, let alone a musician. <laughs> um, Whereas the Americans' attitu American attitude at that time was, if you, if they found somebody that could do something, and had some capability, you know, it, in my case, I Lou gave me a lot of work doing string arrangements. I did string arra string arrangements for Sitana uh, Veloso, the great Brazilian uh, singer and songwriter, and. Uh, uh, got to work with different film people, uh, with John and John Shakespeare. Um, and uh, of course, he introduced us to the great Quincy Jones with the um, toy grabbers. Toy grabbers, which was a film. Uh, uh, Lou started a company called uh, Sym Sym Symbolic. It's one of the first multimedia companies with Quincy Jones 
um, Leo himself, a, a film director from Chicago called Don Jocelyn, and uh, the writer um, wrote the carpetbaggers. Uh, oh God, what's his name? Um, He's the most famous one of all of them, and I can't remember his Robbins. name. Harold Robbins. Yeah, I, I, I should drag that one up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, Richie benefited a great deal. Richie was the main songwriter with the Eyes of Blue. Richie uh, Francis. Yeah. Yes, a terrific talent, and um, Richie, Lou put Richie together with um, Demis Roussos from Aphrodite's Child, and Richie wrote the lyrics for a lot of their hit singles. It's five o'clock. Uh, amongst other hits and uh, he actually wrote some songs with um, he wrote a lot of stuff he wrote stuff for Qu with Quincy Quincy Jones and uh, I think it was Quincy's idea that we did an arrangement of um, the, the the J.S. Bach Lago, Lago yeah. and he got Richie to write the lyrics for it I did the arrangement and the, the I would uh, the only thing I about Largo I wish I could have had a real string section instead of the Mellotron. That's all I'll say. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let, let's take a listen um, to that track now. <laughs>
track uh, i mean uh, r- really complicated sounding i mean i'm only a drummer i, I can't do, <laughs> i can't do music can't do chords. Oh. just and beautiful beautiful vocals eh? i must say the eyes of blue did have a very although i say it myself uh, one of the best vocal sounds around richie and taff gary and pugwash absolutely fantastic together you're taff right on the top there uh, richie singing lead and um, gary and pugwash doing fantastic backup harmonies sounds simple and pop like that but it's quite complicated and to get the voicings moving the right way was quite an achievement I mean they were all natural singers anyway and they got you know created that great Welsh choral sound which we you know which as Welshmen we're all very proud of it's also got a nice kind of solely sound to it as well yeah, it's it, it, absolutely fantastic track I, I I was listening to what you were saying earlier about not having your string section on that just having to make do with a mellotron <laughs> <laughs> but it to me sounds, sounds absolutely marvellous yeah. but I mean uh, for the next track I've I've jumped forward six years right with an album we did with the Neutrons um, ah. and I think on this one you, you've actually got your string section it's a one man string section tracked another very talented musician Stuart Gordon, who played with the Incredible String Band, and uh, indeed he came along and played a black hole star. Yeah, played some terrific string stuff on that. He, he's a great reader; he could read anything you put in front of him. But he's also a wonderful improviser. And the two tracks on that album, there's "Dance of the Psychedelic Lounge Lizards," where all the string parts are written out. He just played them off, tracked them. Absolutely wonderful. So I did get my string section on that. But then on that album, there's another track called Going to India. And there is an absolutely wonderful violin solo on that from Stuart. Terrific musician. And uh, I don't know what he's doing these days. Stuart, if you're out there, lots of love, man. And thanks for everything you did for me on this song. And if you want to get in touch, uh, Stuart, if anybody wants to get in touch, they can contact us at studio at oystermouthradio.com, uh, as many of you do. Now, regular listeners, th- listeners to the show will know that um, I've played this track several times already, so I really am indulging myself today. <laughs> um, Phil's mentioned the track already. It's called Dance of the Psychedelic Lounge Lizards, and uh, for the fourth, fifth, sixth time, I'm not sure I've played this one, uh, here we go.
Hello and welcome back to Welsh Connections with me, Mike Kennedy, on Icemouth Radio. Phil, Phil is still with me. He, he hasn't he hasn't run away yet. He's uh, says he's enjoying himself. He looks as if he is. Um, I know I'm having, <laughs> I'm having a great time. So uh, you know, as I said, that was one of my favourites from uh, your first album with the Neutrons, Black Hole Star, from seventy four. Seventy four. Yeah. Seventy four. Great yeah, track. Yeah. Me and Will had some good times making that record. Very very nice record. One of the few records I've made that where I can listen with a reasonable amount of enjoyment to to just about every track on it well i'm glad to say there's there's enough of us out there who can listen to all the stuff you put out from start to finish oh, uh, and enjoy it next track you chose was um the beach boys again one of my favorites from 67 i think originally intended for the smile album it was yeah we used to li- we used to listen to this in the car in, w- with man after gigs in 1972 and at the time, I think it must, must have been 1972, we'd get, get in the car after gigs, Mickey would be driving, Terry would be sitting next to him in the front seat, doing the dirty deed, which I'll say no more of. Um, scared <laughs> to ask. <laughs> and, me, and me and Will and Clint would be sitting in the back. And uh, the three records that, that we really liked at that time was L.A. Woman, The Doors, Paul McCartney's first solo album, Ram On. Ram was the second. Ram, was it? It was McCartney then, then yeah, Ram. We, we're so sorry, Uncle Albert. Ram, yeah. Yeah, that, that. and this, this record this you're going to play now. Okay then, uh, written by Brian Wilson course, and the legendary Van Dyke Parks, one, one of my yeah, wonderful song. songwriters. Uh, this is Phil's Next Choice and it's Surf's Up. A diamond necklace played the part, hand in hand, on drums and Start to see back to the opera glass. You see the pit and the pendulum. the phone 
Beach Boys there, and of course, the, the wonderful Mr. Brian Wilson. The magical Brian Wilson. I love his current band, Mike. Yeah, Mint, Mint Juleps. I think I, that's I think, yeah, yeah. I think they're called, yeah. Absolutely superb musicians, multi instrumentalists, nailed all the arrangements, beautiful vocal arrangements. Anyone out there who likes good music could do. You, could, you know, have a li- have, uh, there's some great DVDs out there of Brian's last tour. Mm. Well, uh, well worth a uh, uh, well worth a watch and a listen. I, I don't know about you, but when, when you listen to some of those tracks, I mean, I, I mentioned God only knows earlier to you. Yeah. Uh, when we were off there, it's it's just it's quite an emotional experience to listen mm. to, to to his work. Sometimes uh, it's brilliant. That's brilliant. the strength of his of his writing. You know, is the emotional delivery. Caroline, no, you know, I mean, it's just spine chilling really um, you know like all the great songwriters and, and singers and arrangers most of what he does is based in the kind of terrible human kind of misery you know <laughs> but, he, like, but he makes it sound beautiful he makes it sound beautiful well it's like you know Harold Allen you know Over the Rainbow yeah one of the most miserable songs ever written but like absolute masterpiece and I, you know Brian Wilson's writing is in in that class, absolutely magical. Uh, and talking of um, magical songs, you're probably going to disagree with me now, but um, going back to one of your tracks that you, that you recorded with Pete Brown, again, I think this one's off Calls to Jerusalem, 93, I think, yeah. A Hint of Blonde. Calls to Jerusalem, yeah. yeah. Again, it's good. Dick is playing on this, on, on the outro, and Claude. Uh, it's, I th- um, John McKenzie on bass. 
Also played with you in Man, of course. Yes. Um, 76, yeah. 77. And indeed he's playing on me and Pete's new record, which is coming out in April as Brilliant. well. I mean, we've kept in touch with each other. He's a terrific musician, great friend, and an absolutely wonderful musician. But when he's not giving me a row on Facebook. Um, <laughs> Mike, Mike left his photo off, off a cover album. Of the Welsh connection, wasn't it? Yeah, like? which, I, which I was roundly rebuked for by several people. And <laughs> I took a photo of John then and, and put only John on and, yeah. and credited him. So I think he's forgiven me. Okay, <laughs> this is uh, Phil with Pete Brown and A Hint of Blonde.
I really am having a, a night of indulgence tonight. Uh, you know, not only do I get to spend the evening w- with one of my all-time musical heroes, but I'm also getting to play some great music. But uh, thank you for that, Phil. Play <laughs> <laughs> uh, me. Your, your next track, uh, one that you've chosen, is um, by the Four Tops. Yes, reach out. I'll be there. Yeah, 1967. Is it 67? 67, written by uh, the powerhouse of Holland, Dozier and Holland. Holland yeah. I, it, was that in 67? We did. Uh, the reason I, I've chosen this is because we used to play with, we used to do a very good cover version of it with the Eyes of Blue. And um, our fa- first major tour, which where we were bottom of the bill, with Georgie Fame was top of the bill. The Animals were on the show, the Yardbirds, um, the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Gino Washington and the Ram Jam Band, and then us. And we used to open. We of course we bottom of the bill, so we used to get like twenty minutes, and start the whole ball rolling. And we used to open up the show with this. And I have great memories, great feeling of excitement. I love this song. We did a pretty good version of it, even if I say so myself. I love the song. Until happiness is just an illusion 
fantastic track from the Four Tops. A great choice. Oh, and great choice. Beautiful song. And I, I think, um, if memory serves, that, that came off their last album with Motown. Uh-huh. Because oh. um, the fellow at Motown left them because of money disputes, uh. Uh, as as is often the case, unfortunately. Yeah. Next up, one of my favourite man tracks from uh, the classic Welsh Connection album, uh, obviously where the show gets its name from. <laughs> this is a track called "Something Is Happening," features yourself, Mickey Deke, John McKenzie, and Terry. Terry on drums. What a rhythm section! John what? McKenzie and Terry Williams. And Terry, uh, Terry's Blimey. promised to come on the show later yeah, this year. I hope he does. Should we, should drag we, it, drag him out of the house, Mike. I'll, I'll do my best. I'll get yeah. on Terry uh, or Louise and tell it to Wonder, it. Wonderful. Give him my love. <laughs> Will do. Okay, from uh, from 1976, um, we're going to play Something That's Happening. And we're going to play that back-to-back with I Like Your Dad's Bag, taken from uh, the Back to the Future album. And then perhaps you'll be good enough to uh, give us your thoughts on that after the track. Okay. Okay, here we go.
never more than a minute away from music.
two great tracks from the man band there um, we ended up with a night in dad's bag from the 73 album back into the future back to the future back into the future yeah back to the yeah i mean hail i, I can remember hailed um at the time was it was going to be the album that was man's big breakthrough but uh, the oil crisis yeah. intervened <laughs> it's typical man you know we get, we start to get a bit of su- bit of commercial success and then the oil oil crisis comes along and there's couldn't press enough records. You couldn't get the vinyl. Demand. Yeah, no oil to press the, to get the, <laughs> the vinyl sorted. Still, still give a healthy uh, chart position or thirty yeah, top, do, top thirty, yeah, was top forty. Quite good, album. yeah. Um, or double up, I should say. At the yeah, time, wasn't yeah. It? I left. Will and I left after that record, and uh, we started the Neutrons. And uh, it's odd that that weird organ sound on there is. Uh, is a Thomas Floridian or organ, which um, if I can m- I'm try and make it brief, the long and the short of it is, is that our manager at the time would, would I've, I've been wanting to get this off my chest for years, he wouldn't actually <laughs> lay the dough out to get me a proper mini Moog. So any of you unfortunate people out there who've been kind of, you know, wondering why the hell does Phil Ryan use that squeaky bloody synthesizer sound? It's because, <laughs> it's because the only way I could get a synthesizer at the time, because a manager wouldn't buy me one, was to to, to, to get a Thomas organ, which we got. We got Thomas organs to sponsor us, and there was a little Moog satellite, which was a single oscillator uh, synthesizer sitting on the top of it. So I got the Thomas organ and removed the, the Moog satellite and threw the Thomas organ away, and I only used it, I think, on one track ever, and that's it, and I didn't dodge bag. Well, well. Worked really well on that. I mean, yeah, it uh, works okay on it. Great yeah, track. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean that, that that man album. I think as as most man albums, got a very distinctive cover. It's the one where you you dress up in period costume on oh, yeah, the, yeah, the on disused railway on station. On a railway station, yeah. I think that was Will's idea. Will got the idea for doing that. I, it, it, I forget which station it was. It was about three three stops back from Paddington, in a Welsh direction, and uh, we had all the kids on it and everything dolled up. And we had a really nice day out with people coming past on the kind of well, it wasn't the one two five in those days <coughs> or, or, or whatever it was. Wondering what was going on. They thought on. they'd gone into a bloody time warp, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two, two, as I said, two absolutely fantastic tracks there. And um, <laughs> n- next up is is um, an equally great track, and one that I I heard many years ago and forgotten all about. And um, grateful that you've chosen it. It's by uh, the great George Duke. And Brazilian love affair. Wonderful keyboard player, played with Miles Davis, and of course with the great Frank Zappa band, and indeed made some of the best solo albums of the 70s. Fantastic keyboard player, wonderful singer, love him, George, one of my, one of my favourite keyboard players, and also a terrific singer.
Brilliant um, George Duke with Brazilian Love Affair, followed by um, one of um, one of Phil's groups, The Big Sleep, with Auntie James. Yes, one of Richie France's songs, and a very talented man, Richie, great bass player, great singer. You could hear the lovely bass sounds. Beautiful bass player, and beautiful singer, and a terrific songwriter, and um, that was the last last record we made together. John Weathers on drums, Taff Williams on guitar, the great Taff Williams on guitar, Gary Pickford on vocals, and yes, it was uh, that was the last thing we did together. Uh, one, one thing that's um, sort of puzzled me: you, you went from two albums with the Eyes of Blue, and then I mean, this was an, an Eyes of Blue it album, was an wasn't it? Yes, under yes. the guise of the Big Sleep. Well, uh, it was Lou's idea. Uh, Lou, who was vice president of Mercury Records and um, was a terrific support to us, I think it's on Pegasus label, the Pegasus yeah. label. Yeah, that's right. Which is, uh, I'm, uh, I don't know whether it was a subsidiary of Philips or or Mercury Records, but um, but Lou suggested, uh, uh, you know, after several several futile attempts at uh, trying to make something that we thought was commercial and something that could, 
you know, uh, give us a bit of economic stability, I, he suggested that we change the name of the band. And I do believe it was Leo came up with the name Big Sleep, mm. of course, from the Raymond Chandler yeah. novel. Um, I mean, it, it there's a couple of good songs. Pugwash, John wrote, wrote some great songs on it as well. Yeah. To me, it, it's... It's like a further development from the from the last the in the fields of of Ardath. It's yeah. another step forward. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I think the writing was on the wall at the time we were making that. So um, I think it was just a relief to we. You know, th 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 it was quite a kind of amicable uh, split up with the eyes of blue. But I think, it, uh, on the other hand, it didn't have the it didn't have the depth of involvement from the individuals that the other records had and um, uh, the, I think the only I think uh, I think Richie wrote most most of the songs on the record and John uh, wrote uh, a couple of really good tracks yeah. as well a death of a hope I did some string arrangements for that, that which, 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 which are quite re reasonably good after that uh, the band split up and um, I think John went with um, John did a production job on Lou put some production work John's way and I think he he, he produced the uh, Ancient, Ancient Greece record yeah. Richie um, did solo writing work with um, Aphrodite's Child and um, uh, uh, he actually wrote some songs with Johnny Mandel as well who wrote some um, some of the greatest standards ever and uh, that, that was the end of it for a couple. We didn't really see each other for, for a few years. I used to go and visit Richie in London. I joined Piblocto uh, with Pete, uh, Pete Brown's band and Taft did as well for a short period. And uh, uh, when Taft left, uh, Brian Breeze, another great Welsh guitarist, yeah. joined the band. And that was, that, that was terrific as well. So it was, it was still an interesting time. Uh, all a little sad when the eyes of blue split up. I mean, I I, th I personally think it's uh, well an absolutely brilliant album. And if anybody wants a copy, um, you know, stick it into search on eBay. I'm sure you can pick it up for 140, 150 quid these <laughs> days, uh, which is what the last one I saw went for. Blimey! Um, talking of Taff and, and Brian Breeze, um, March the 16th, I think they're playing in the St James's Club in up in Uplands. Oh, great! Um, yeah. for, if you know anyone wants to check that out. Yeah. It'll, uh, Guaranteed an absolutely fantastic night with yeah, those two playing. Yeah, definitely. Okay, um, back to your next choice, Phil, and it's the great uh, Alan Toussaint with uh, you in mind. With you in mind just ain't bad as they seem With you in mind I can feel my wildest dream With you in mind I can do anything I know I can With you in mind With you in mind with you in mind I went out looking For the best With you in mind 
Cause you deserve nothing less With you in mind I've done so many things That love can bring With you in mind With you in mind Like the flower Could wash it away Gives it strength Gives it water And before you know Another day Another absolutely fantastic track for I mean, absolutely beautiful. Alain Toussaint, master composer, songwriter. Written so many great hits. Everything. Yeah, produced all those great Lee Dorsey tracks. Working in Get Out My Life, yeah. Woman. Mm. Working in a Coal Mine, Holy Cow. Ridiculous. I saw him live at the Roundhouse last year. It was just one of the best shows I've ever seen. You make me jealous now. He's one of my all-time favourite people Alan, to, Alan Toussaint absolutely brilliant yeah. a track that I've chosen now um, from your second Neutrons album um, Tales from the Blue Cocoons <laughs> this one's called Welsh Are Blunt or the Dexedrine Dormouse <laughs> <laughs> well the history of this is it was an instrumental that I used to used to play with Pipe Lockdoor and Pete Brown used to say what key is this in and I just like it, it. It was in it was in F or some. I think it was. In, I think it's in F. And uh, we didn't have a title for it. So um, he said, "Oh, the title for this is the Welsh R blunt. R blunt being the key of the piece, as opposed to F sharp, of course."
Um, I hope you don't mind me playing Frank Zappa straight after your uh, Welsh or Blunt track there. Blame you, puts me in my place, doesn't it? But I, well, I think I think Welsh or Blunt stands up really well to Pieces and Regalia, which obviously was your was was your choice. But yeah. um, I was just trying to highlight, put those two together, highlight the similarity. Yeah, it is influenced the style. By, by the venerable Mr. Zappa. Uh, Nowhere near the dexterity or the the the, the, the complexity of composition, but he, he's one. He was wonderful, Frank, and that particular band there, with the Underwoods on xylophones, and uh, I think it's Jean-Luc Ponty on violin, uh, amongst other great musicians. What a band! Just incredible, and a wonderful live version you found there. Well, Peaches on Regalia. Yeah, it was. It was. It's a bit of a semi-dodgy version that I found, but. Um, it's, on the contrary, I thought it was pretty happening actually. So, sound quality one brilliant, but it's the the best I could get for yeah. for, for that. Um, next up, uh, you've you've spoken about Pablo Octo quite a few times. Uh, it's a band I first came across on an old Harvest sampler LP. Yeah. Um, quite a few years ago, and I can't even remember how long mm. ago it was. Um, and I remember at the time I'd have been about fifteen or sixteen, thinking, "Where's this name come from? Yeah. What's what's Pablo Octo mean?" So. Uh, I've actually googled it recently because I never did know that age. Yeah. And apparently, it's um, it's a form of Arctic hysteria. It is they, after the d days of darkness yeah. when light comes back, they run around throwing their hands in the air with joy at the return of the light, shouting "Pie blocked up." Well, talking about hysteria, I think that name fits in pretty well with this track, which is um, flying. Ah, flying hero sandwich. Flying hero sandwich. Pugwash on drums. Brian Breeze on guitar. The great Brian Breeze from Yeah, Brian course. again. Yeah, and um, Steve Glover on bass. Okay, guys, see what you think of this. Destination stuck between the teeth of fate. I am the bird. 
Okay, a rather abrupt end in there for for that one. But what a cl- what a classic and what a heavy track. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've almost come to the end of tonight's show, and uh, I don't know what the rest of you think, but it's way over way too soon for me. <laughs> I'd like to thank Mr. Phil Ryan for joining me tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure, Phil. It goes both ways. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. Thank you for allowing me to be so self-indulgent. Well, I, th- I think I think I've almost beat you on that <laughs> one. <laughs> Ready to get, get the with, with that one. And honestly, next time you're from Denmark, please give us a call come on the show again we'll do another one because I, I know that the listeners are going to absolutely love this show um, and I would sincerely like to thank you for coming oh, on tonight it's a, really play, enjoyed a pleasure's it. all mine um, for your last track uh, another one of my favourites Aretha Franklin and I Say a Little Prayer yeah you can't have a show without Aretha the greatest singer ever really